Welcome. You are listening to Wait a Minute with Beth and Jessica, episode three. Hey, everyone. Today, we are talking about weight. We are going to talk about what it actually is versus what we make it mean and why that's the real problem, not the number on the scale. Yes, I love talking about this because even though you and I talk about it often and we talk about it with clients and each other, there are still so many people that need to hear this. So Beth, what is actually weight versus what we make it mean? Well, weight on your body is the combined weight of your tissues, liquids, and bones, and Earth's gravitational pull on all of that mass. That's all weight is. Yeah, so let's just pause here and let that soak in for a minute. Weight is just weight. And if it's just weight, then what is the actual problem that people need help with? Well, the issue or problem is what we make weight mean. Ooh, clarify that for us. Okay, well, we like to make weight mean a lot about us. Many people will use it as a measure of worth of themselves. So if the number says this, then I must be doing okay. But if it gets to this number, I'm worthless and I need to fix it ASAP. Yeah, I know I've definitely been there in the past. And yeah, it's like sometimes you see the number that you really like and you might reward yourself with food or you see a number that you hate and then you punish yourself, right? And it's all self-sabotage, you know, whether you are celebrating with food or skipping a meal and hardly eating anything, it's really a painful cycle. So let's just dig in a little bit more into this problem. Yeah, I would say that, yeah, when people allow the scale to dictate how they feel in their mood and deeper, how, you know, makes them feel like, worthiness or shame or upset or anything like that. So they allow it for them to dictate the short term and, you know, this greater belief about themselves. But the scale has nothing to do with your worth. It's just a data point that is completely neutral. Again, hear me. The number on the scale is completely neutral. It's your thoughts about that number that create the problem. So It's not the actual number that's the issue. You are not a good or bad person just because the scale says something that you don't think it should be. But we base a lot of or even more negative self-talk and often negative behaviors all around this number on the scale. Yeah. So I think like what many people don't understand is that they perpetuate this cycle when they continue to believe that the scale and or the number on it means anything else besides data. Right, right, right. Because the scale isn't taking into account that maybe you ate out the night before, so had way more sodium than usual, or maybe that for the last year and a half, you're still trying to manage your pandemic life with your family and all of your normal routines have shifted. So you may have actually gained some weight. And that is okay because it's just a season of life and it doesn't define who we are and how good or bad of a person we are. Yeah. And like, do you really want your goodness defined by a number, you know, or do you want to live for external validation from a scale? Well, we all say no, (laughs) but but people do it anyway. Yeah. But it's like, we get it confused. It's not real goodness, you know, because there is no value. It's not a moral 
issue, right? So it's just right. like, it's this false external validation. It's not even like a real right. external validation. And yes, it's like we do. I think I, I still like external validation. I'm not saying that, you know, I am Buddha <laughs> that I can, and that I can live without it. But it's it's just one of those things where it's like we put so much focus on this number that we think it means so much, but it doesn't. It's not a defining trait of your many amazing qualities as a human. And when you release the good or bad story from your weight, you are free then to define yourself and the way that you feel and your health and your life in totally new and exciting ways. So like, do you want to stay attached to the story of your weight or write a new story or even just be in the moment? You know, I think if like writing a new story or thinking about your future self can be overwhelming, it's like, let's just take it to the moment. So, you know, finding neutrality can be a really beautiful thing that supports you in making sustainable, nourishing decisions, but also redefining your life potentially. And you really are just so much more than a number. Oh, for sure. So, Beth, so tell me, like, when did you have an aha moment about what weight really meant for you? Well, I have one particular, um, I call it my closet moment, but, you know, it's kind of, I was letting it define who I was and I was torturing myself and I was in amazing shape and all these things. And yet I still would find myself in my closet measuring myself my body parts. And I was like, wait a second, this is not okay anymore. Just the pure torture of it. I was exercising really well. I was eating really well, all of those things. And yeah, so I just couldn't take it anymore. And so in general, if I think about weight gain and weight loss fluctuations, it represents stories about our lives. So I have my college party days body versus my college days where I was training for a marathon. And, you know, the age difference was not that much, you know, and my body obviously looked very different in those things. You know, I've been pregnant and then post-pregnancy, I, you know, found a wonderful fitness group that totally kicked my booty. But the stress from another big life change created even more weight loss that I didn't think that was healthy for me. But yet people were like, ooh, you've lost all this weight. And I'm like, no, I'm literally dying of like stress. <laughs> so, and then now we've got like, you know, the ups and downs of pandemic life. And for sure, I've definitely gained weight. But I know I'm not beating myself up about it because I know exactly, <laughs> you know, what happened and I'm just surviving like everybody else. And so the weight fluctuates because I'm not a robot. My life has shifted and sometimes my body shifts with it. And sometimes it does and it does not. And that's okay. Like, so when my body changes, I'm not totally surprised. It's like, well, of course it went from this to that because my day-to-day -day things that I ate changed, my activities changed. But again, I don't beat myself up over it. It is what it is. And I just keep moving forward and do the things that create health as often as I can. Yeah. I love, <laughs> I love that because I think when you're like, I'm not surprised, you know, we do see people who are like, I don't know how it happened because they're so checked out of, you know, the day to day. Like they're so either deeply in survival mode, but also like just not connected to themselves. And I think, yeah, yeah. which is easy to do, particularly when you're under the constant stress that yeah. many of us are under. But I know how I handle, how I managed my stress during the quarantine <laughs> was with margaritas and um, <laughs> some extra stuff and like a kit. And, and I didn't 
do as many walks in the woods with my dogs as I had previously done. So, of course, my body changed. It wasn't doing the same thing. Yeah. Well, I think that's like that compassion lesson. So it's like, yeah, of course. Right. Whereas a lot of people would have gone through that and be like, oh, I can't believe I let myself get here during the pandemic or whatever. Like, oh, I got to get it off as quickly as possible. Yeah. It's like, what's the rush? Which we talked about already. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jessica, what about you? When did you start thinking differently about it? Yeah, there's been a couple of times that were kind of major for me in the last five years um, or so. The first was when I did Orange Theory. I think that really was four or five years ago, which is crazy to think about. Um, But I liked Orange Theory because it really pushed me to some limits, which I don't really do for myself very often. So (laughs) I got into it and it does seem like one of those like cult workouts because like everybody's doing it now. But anyway, I think I gained like 20 pounds in that process. And I know that most of it was mostly muscle. Like I remember my clothes fit differently. They were looser in the waist, but very tight across, you know, my thighs and my butt because I had just gotten so strong. And I just remember looking at the scale and being like, hmm, that is so interesting to see this number here because I knew that I was doing a lot of things that supported me and my strength. But I was kind of surprised to see that number because at the time that was like the highest number I'd ever seen. And I didn't feel bad about it. Like that was kind of a, a surprise to not feel any negative emotion towards it. I was like, wow, okay. And then obviously pregnancy is a ride, you know, it's like, it is a natural magical thing and your body is meant to be gaining. I don't know. It was was a real interesting journey for myself and just body image in general. And, you know, I actually felt like the most confident I felt at probably the largest I'd ever been in my life because it was so natural and magical among other things. But I don't know, it was just interesting to kind of regain that perspective. And then even postpartum, kind of just noticing like the number on the scale is going down. But like even at my pre-pregnancy weight, that body is not the same body, you know, and so many people, especially postpartum, are like so focused on getting back to this number specifically of like where they were before. But it's like it's it's not going to be the same. (laughs) Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, it it can be the same, but it may not be the same. And but everything feels like it should be the same. And I'm like, why you grew and birthed a child? It's like a lot of things that go on in there. Yeah. I mean, I have so many other things to focus on. It's like my mental health, my back hurting, you know, just like healing from so many things. It's like, I don't, I really didn't have time to like put a whole lot of value on the number, but also obviously because it's so recent, I I have changed my perspective on it. So it's not as big of a deal to me. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, I feel like those experiences were really eye-opening. Yeah, absolutely. Post-pregnancy was challenging for me in different ways because I would, you know, have these ebbs and flows, but at 18 months, I was like, huh, still really a a very interesting body that I didn't think I would have post-pregnancy. And it turned out that some of it was related to my C-section scar. It just, it was all bundled. It was just like the scar tissue was so much that like my body fluids were not moving properly. And so once I was able to work on scar tissue, you know, some things changed. I don't know that my weight changed, but how I was carrying my weight, you know, ended up not being so much fluid that I was holding in certain areas of my body that I was like, I don't understand why it feels and looks this way. And it turned out it was just like scar tissue. I don't think I actually lost weight. 
just got to move fluid in my body properly. Which feels good. Like that feels better than a number. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. So even over time, things can change. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't have energy for the good versus bad conversation with myself because I just don't believe it anymore. It's like the number can't be good or bad. It is just a number. And I truly believe that. And I think once you start, like, let's say even if things really did like (laughs) shift for me in a way that doesn't sound desirable, it's like that number doesn't mean everything, right? Like there's other things to care about. So this is like a question that I would love for you to answer, which is if the number is neutral, if weight is neutral, what is there to care about? Well, when I had my aha moment, it was I focus on my health and it more specifically because that's super broad and like what everybody says and like, what does that mean? Well, to me, it meant, OK, I have two kids. I'm kind of busy. I believe I was back to work. Yeah, we were starting practice or about to. Anyways, I was working. And so anyways, I just had a busy life and I was like, no, I need to focus on nourishing myself and my health in that way. And do I have enough energy to make it through my day to day life and be the best that I can right now with that? So that was kind of where I started from was just like, okay, what does it take to be healthy and to have enough energy? to do these things. And then I still also currently will look at things like, how's my muscle mass doing? And I don't mean like from a, oh, look at me in. I need to have like (laughs) abs. I've never had them. I've never going to have six pack abs. I'm totally okay with it. But it's like, I can tell when, you know, my strength is going down and then it makes it harder to do some of the things. And so I know I get more fatigued easily and things like that. So I really kind of try to focus on putting nutrition in my body for energy and then keeping my muscle mass up to the point where I'm strong enough to do the things I want to do, but not because it has a certain look in my bathing suit. Right. It's not an aesthetic. It's a lifestyle. (laughs) yes yeah it's really is it's for survival you know and I think like we get confused people are like I just need energy so I'm gonna like consume energy drinks and never-ending amounts of caffeine and you know we're so busy go go going that we don't stop to like eat lunch or you know to find nourishment that actually gives us energy or sleep well or drink water like there are so many little things that are so basic but it's like those truly are the things that give us energy and focusing on just those little things whether it's like getting enough sleep or having more water like those are so valuable oh yeah water is becoming something that i need more and more like it becomes so much more critical to my how I function than ever before. Cause before, like I knew when I wasn't hydrated enough, but now, holy Batman, within the last six months, like so many things go awry with my body as a whole from not drinking adequate amount of water. And so it's been an interesting shift. I am the water nag of this house because <laughs> my husband will go until three o'clock and I have not seen him drink any water. And I'm like, you need to drink water because I know he's going to an hour later say, I have a migraine. <laughs> they'll be like, I don't know where this migraine came from. I'm like, I do. <laughs> I don't drink any water. So yes, I'm a big, right. big water advocate. But also I think in addition to all that, it's like really focusing on, yes, 
physical health, but also just like our happiness. And I think we confuse Mm -hmm. our unhappiness or loneliness with what is external, like our weight. And we think we need to focus on the weight first to find that happiness or to find companionship. But it's the other way around, like focusing on our mental health really is what I guess your happiness is, you know, and and how are you tending to that and managing the stress in your life and the traumas in your life and things that are driving you to eat and drink, you know, because you don't want to feel those feelings. I think once you can really focus on that, then it all kind of falls into place and you don't even have to think about really the food or your weight in the process because you're focusing on finding other things. I mean, it's so much easier said than done, right? Like, just be happy. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Or say that to somebody, but. Well, it's not even, yes, happiness is grief, but like, it's just contentness. True. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, can I be content with myself? Content and the ability to feel the negative things, right? It's like, it's not that we're supposed to be happy all the time. Right. But when we're unhappy, we think that the happiness comes from these external things. Right. We think if we weigh a certain number, then we'll be happy. But usually that never happened. We're still just as unhappy about something else or the same thing, but at the number that we were trying to get to. Yeah. And we've, we see evidence of this by everyone, you know, go back and look at your high school photo or whatever it was that was, you know, the best, <laughs> smallest time of your life. And it's like, I can guarantee you that you probably had some negative thoughts back then too, right? So it's like, if you, weren't, if you weren't happy in that, you know, body that you thought was the body, then you're not going to be happy if you find it again. That's, they're, they're not even related. We just are confused and we think they are related. Correct. Um, and sister. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know I have anything else to add to that. Well, you know, it's like you look at a photo and you're like, oh. And then it's like, yeah, why didn't I appreciate myself in that time? Like, what was I doing? And I don't want to spend the rest of my life doing that to myself now, which is why I just I don't have the energy for it anymore. Because, yeah, when we're 70, hopefully we make it to 70 plus. You know, when I look back at my 40 year old self, I want to be like, that was amazing. So when we talk about, you know, hey, let's just focus on neutrality and people are kind of really locked into their stories about needing the dichotomy of good and bad to keep them set straight. What can we tell the people who say they're actually motivated by their good and bad thoughts and they have fear about neutrality? Like, what would you say to them? Well, you know, we dig in deep usually with clients about why it is that they feel like that's the only way they can be motivated is by these numbers on the scale or their clothes and, and things like that. So there's usually more to it than that. And so then we just like keep digging and where they got these beliefs from and things like that. And then we find really the bigger life change and transformation from there. Yeah, I have two answers. Great. One is better than mine. No. <laughs> well, I mean, you're on the right track for sure. We do We do all those things. Well, one is, Why do you think you need to feel motivated to make change? Because motivation is awesome and it feels good, but it's also fleeting and you're just not going to feel motivated 100% of the time. So it's like Uh we think in our mind, like, I have to be motivated in order to do things. And it's like, that's part of the problem, right? That's number one. And then number two is if you were truly motivated by thinking negative about yourself, then you would be where you wanted to be by now right? You wouldn't be in this diet cycle and you wouldn't be here. 
listening to this podcast or having an appointment with me, right? So it's like, we only think that this stuff is motivating, but it's just not motivating. So it's defining how do we actually need to feel and what do we really need to do to get to where we want to be? Correct. You said it. I knew those thoughts just weren't. They just weren't with me today. But you said them beautifully. Bravo. This actually happened to one of my clients recently. Yeah. So she had actually made a lot of really good progress in the last, um, when did we start working together? At the beginning of the year, roughly. And numbers shifted. Glucose went down, triglycerides went down, like all these things went down. It's great. And she's lost like a little bit of weight, but like not a ton. And so, but like her numbers were great. And the doctor was like, no, you still have to lose weight. But she's like, but look, this is going really well. And so anyways, she's really frustrated because she's like, does it matter? And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, we keep going in the right direction metabolically. You're doing great. Yeah. Yeah. So, which we have a whole topic on this, but to me, like she's, and you know, like she showed me muscles. I was like, that's awesome. So she's doing really well and she's confused. Yeah. Cause you want to be able to trust your doctor and you want your doctor to be the teller of truth. Right. (laughs) Right. But they're also trained. Well, first of all, they're not really trained in nutrition, unfortunately. And then it is, you know, this idea that like weight is the problem. But it's like, well, what if it's not? Yeah, it blows my mind that the doctor is not looking at these other data points and these numbers and noticing, hey, wow, you're doing a really great job of lowering your A1C or your cholesterol or whatever it is, you know. And it's it was like, all of the markers, all of them. Yeah, that's just mind blowing to me. And so it's like no wonder we're all freaked out about the number because it's like we have these, you know, persons of authority in our lives that are telling us that it matters in addition to media and everybody else, right? Everybody else, right, exactly. Yeah, that one was tough. I I do feel like for her, she is kind of like, well, we're just going to make consistent action. We're finding things that are, her body doesn't really care for, for like, you know, certain foods that she, it's like food sensitivity, things like that. And weight might change, but, you know, we're just being like, well, this might be set point. Yeah. And so then it's just like really starting to get used to the idea of the consistency of just nourishing yourself. And like the doctor is following a chart and who made the chart where right. the numbers come from. Yeah, I actually, did I find this? It was two different, you know, the BMI one is based off of insurance. The insurance company is finding that people are more likely to have these um, things based on the insurance claims. And then one of them, ideal body weight, came from uh, drug clearance from the body. So like how a drug is metabolized through the body and like, well, interesting. There's so many other factors like your genetic snips on like how you metabolize certain things through your liver, which, you know, most drugs go through your liver. So I'm like, oh, is that really how we should do that? But I guess it was like the dosage on how much of the substance would affect a person's body weight. And so that's where the ideal body weight came from. It's related to drug amounts. Interesting. I mean, it feels clarifying. Like, <laughs> like, well, is there more to that? So I don't know. I should probably dig even 
more. Well, I'd be curious too, like, how did they do that research? Was it on men and women? Was it on women of all ages? Like, we know that so much weight loss research is done on men, right? So, you know, all of the other factors like hormones and things are not taken into consideration. Right. So needless to say, a lot of flawed madness that we're facing our whole lives and so forth around. Right. So it's like, what is even the number? When we sit down with clients and, you know, we do ask them, we're, we're like, hey, what is the number in your mind? Just, <laughs> it's kind of a trick question. Sorry, clients. But it's like, yeah, what is this number? But then I'm like, well, why this number? Because even if it is a number, a lot of times we'll get a client, they're like, well, I weigh 140. What do you want to weigh? 138. It's like, why? (laughs) Like, It's like this thing in our brain that we cannot help but be like, I just need to adjust it slightly, even though it is nominal and doesn't mean it. Yeah, it's the, yeah, because being in the threes is better than being in the fours. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, that's what they think. But yeah, we're making up these arbitrary numbers based off arbitrary thoughts that have been given to us that don't mean anything. So... (laughs) It's very interesting and let's stop let's stop doing it. Okay. <laughs> That's good. I'm there. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I sure hope we gave you something new to think about today and helped you take one more step on your path to free yourself from diet culture. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at path underscore nutrition. See you next week. Bye.